guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. All right. In today's section 312, boys, COVID is rising again. I kind of feel like we're flip-flopping. You know, Jeremy, you being down in Florida and I'm up here in Illinois. We'll get into that a little bit. It's threatening sports a little bit. Minor League Baseball officially canceled. We talked the NBA restart. We break down the Cam Newton news that happened over the weekend. We have an all-new Sneelers list, the ball guy of the week. We cheat sheet this week for everybody that's listening. Uh, We did the Cubs last week. We'll do the White Sox this week. So it's like for people who never heard of the team, never watched the sport, we just make it easier on you, give you our little cheat sheet. And we have the starting five breakfast musts, boys. And when I say breakfast musts, I mean like it could be, you know, something small as in a sauce that goes with it. It could be a drink that you like to have with your meal. Nothing is ruled out. It's a breakfast must for you personally. But before we get into all that, this episode of Section 312 is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. Sports are coming back around. Go on to Thrive Fantasy. Go download them in the App Store, the Google Play Store. And when you sign up, enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to 10 bucks, guys. I'm going to go off script here. You... Download the app, enter our code. They're going to give you 10 bucks when you enter our code in. It's free money. It's basic hydraulics, right? As, uh, what's his name? Uh, why is it blanking in my head? Robin Williams. Robin Williams would say, right? I'm sorry. I'm still in vacation mode, but we're getting, we're going to get back into the show rhythm right now. So Thrive Fantasy, go download them. You can bet over-unders for point values on the top-tier athletes. They don't use any scrubs. No minor league players because the minor league is canceled. Only major league players. Go to thrivefantasy.com. Check them out today. All right, boys. Um, I'm back, right? Back from vacation. Not feeling the greatest, but I don't know if just... I drank a little too much, or, you know, I'm trying to get back in the rhythm of things. I don't know. But I don't feel terrible either, right? I was talking to people. It's like, so apparently Rudy Gobert, I got the news over the weekend too, that he said it's been three months and he still can't smell or taste anything. I'm not there. I don't think I have the virus, right? But definitely... I've been out where a lot of pollen stuff is, so I think it's a lot of allergy-wise stuff. And we're seeing these these COVID cases increase, right? Especially in Florida and everything. Jeremy, have they closed anything in Florida yet? Uh, the bars. They, they closed the bars in St. Petersburg again. Okay. Um, gyms are opening up tomorrow here. My, my export is opening up, so I'm pretty ecstatic about that um but i here have some advice go easy on yourself because when the gyms opened back up down here i went i went back at it like i had never left and it sucked yeah i mean definitely ease yourself into it with because i didn't and 
I was amazed at how like little I could lift after just being off for right? like a month. I-, I thought I was gonna do the same thing, but while I was at the resort this weekend in the Dells, they had their gym, their weight room open. So I was able to go down there and, you know, try and get myself back into a rhythm. And also I bought a home workout set, you know. I bought a, sh- a, uh, a shake weight, yeah. Yeah, I bought a shake weight, you know, <laughs> so that way I can work on all aspects of my form. But I, you know, I lifted a little bit. I'm excited to get back into the gym. I'm going on, I got three weeks now, and then I'm going to Florida, and then going from Florida to Houston, the two hot spots, right? Texas and Florida. Are you coming to visit me? I believe so, yeah. If if you if you want to guess, but that means you may have to uh, pick me up at 11:40 at night in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. He's like, uh, maybe Uber. So. You're you're breaking up. What? Hold on. The speed. No. <laughs> so COVID is surging in Florida and Texas. Hopefully, in a month it gets better. If you guys start, you know, wearing your masks and everything. But let's get to some MLB talk. We'll get to some MLB talk. Then we'll do the the uh, the cheat sheet and break down some NBA. So the MLB, they cancel minor league ball. Was this a surprise for anybody? I've been preaching this since day one. Not much of a surprise. surprise. So I guess they're doing like expanded rosters. They're having like I know the Cubs are having eleven players work out in South Bend, Indiana, and those are the eleven players that are not on the forty-man roster in case injuries occur. Um. But, White Sox are doing something similar too, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of the top prospects are are included in this little sixty man roster, which is kind of cool. Except Ed mm-hmm. Howard, who they just drafted, he's well, not. Does know? yeah, I mean, not the newly drafted people, but like Casey Mize is on the Tigers, is in the Tigers camp. Wander Franco's in the Rays camp. Andrew Vaughn's in the White Sox camp. So that's going to be kind of cool. I mean, it's l- unlikely that they're going to play, but still cool to to have that thought. So well, no, they're in the top forty-four. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're not far off. I want to know on the Cubs, who made the decision to have Daniel Descalso on the forty-man roster? That's but, the dude. But you J- like, you but Jason Kipnis isn't. You don't like Daniel Desca- Descalso? No. The guy can. The guy throws heat. That's why he's on the roster instead of Kipnis. <laughs> No, <laughs> it all it all came down to mound presence, and they said if if we need a guy to come in who can also play the field, Descalso's got that heat. The sub pitcher, <laughs> yeah. So you think about it, you're weighing the pros and cons. Can Kip pitch? No. Can Descalso pitch? Eh, give him give him the spot. Okay. <laughs> well. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that was that's my all, only that's concern. That's all I can think of. Is maybe, maybe that's the... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was my only concern. Um, so the the minor leagues canceled. We're, we got tons of other stories. You know, the Ian Desmond refusing to play uh, this year because he says there's tons of things wrong with this league, right? Whether it being coronavirus from 
racial injustice or, you know, homophobia or he said there's just it's a corrupt organization as a whole. And he said things need to change. Now, what do you think? Now, this is where I was trying to, you know, you can amplify the what if, right? Like, what if it's worse than anything we thought, right? And baseball is just the most absurd sports league there is out there. You know, it hasn't changed in hundreds of years. Right. I get where you're coming from. I mean, maybe there are bigger problems that we don't know about. Besides, you know, the Astros cheating and everyone stealing signs, you know. Maybe there's more behind it where your players don't even want to play. Speaking of stealing signs, I think at this point they should just let everybody steal everyone's signs, or just let it, or just let it be like a free for all. Like, speaking of the Cubs as well, David Ross was in the news. They asked him, you know, what it meant if the Cubs won this year, and he says he doesn't care how many games it takes. If he wins a ship, a title's a title to him, and if they're handing out a trophy, he wants it. <laughs> That's because the Cubs aren't even close to winning a title. So that's what he—that's all he's saying. He's like, "Shit, I don't care if it's a tainted title or not. We ain't even projected to win. So let's do, let's get it." Oh, I'll be happy either way. It would just if we get baseball on. I'm tired of not being able to watch anything. And you know, with right. with coronavirus well, yeah, spiking again, you know, we'll get into the NBA after we do the cheat sheet here. But it's just not sounding good for some of these leagues. So if we get sports at all, I'll be happy. Maybe should we talk about the Cardinals? Let's throw it to our Cardinals insider, Matt Gross. Oh wait, where's he at? Crickets, crickets, crickets. Oh, oh, oh. sorry, but technical difficulties. He's not there. I don't like the idea of tainted titles, though. You know what I mean? If that's the season they make, it's you know what you're gonna go with. I, I don't really get that whole argument, but I agree. If any, that, if any, if anything, that. if anything, this 60 game season adds a little bit more of a level of toughness. Like obviously, 162 games is hard enough as it is, but now with it being this short, I mean, a lot of beat writers have been talking about it. Like, if you go on like a four game losing streak, you could be fucked. Yeah, every game is going to matter so much. You know, it's going to turn into like a football level of like every game is important. Like that, yeah. Because it's even like even less than basketball. Basketball and hockey, they play eighty-two, so you can kind of take you can take a few days off, and if you lose a couple, it's really not that big of a deal. But this sixty-game season, for real, if you if you go on a four-game losing skid, that could be all it takes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see for sure how everything pans out. What if we, you know, I'm really hoping that we see like maybe a six-team tie at the end of the season to try and get into the postseason, and then you have like a crazy, you know, playing, playing, playing game style. I I want this to be the wackest season we've ever seen in our life, but it, be so cool because so many things happen that we just never get to see before. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. And I've heard about uh, potential still for expanded playoffs and to get more players and owners money. So, I mean, that's still out there, I guess, as well. So, that's about all the MLB news we got. Let's do it. Let's do our cheat sheet for this week. We got the White Sox, then we'll do some NBA and then some segments. Um, this week, the cheat sheet is the White Sox. We did the Cubs last week, and I have to find the image 
for the cheat sheet because I don't remember where it's, I put it's it. Best, it's best player, worst starter, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, slept-down player, breakout player, favorite player. You got that? Mm, yes. So. Right, cool. Glad I could help. We will, why don't we just run down the list? Jeremy, you do yours, then Vance, you do yours, I'll go mine. We'll just go all the way down the list. Okay, so for the White Sox, um, best player, I, I kind of went out on a limb here, and I said Yasmani Grandal, since I, since I imagine he's the best player on the Chicago White Sox. Defensively, offensively, I have a question mark written down there, if that counts. Are we counting as Monty Grandall? If not, I can pick someone else. <laughs> a couple of mine are like kind of toss-ups. So I picked Yasmani Grandall as the best player. Worst starter, I picked Adam Engel. The guy bats like 200. Yes, he's amazing in, on defense, but if you can't get on base, he's... He like he reminds me of like Billy Hamilton, where it's like that's great that you're fast and you can catch everything in the outfield, but if you're gonna bat 200, then you're not really all that useful. Uh, offensive MVP Tim Anderson, he was the batting champ, so obviously offensive MVP. Defensive MVP Lucas Giolito, we finally got the best out of out of Gio, and hopefully he can uh, spring that forward the next couple of years. Slept on player, I have Larry Garcia. Um, he slept on because he plays like every single position, but he plays every position fairly well. He can hold his own in any position. He's a tiny little guy too, and he can play every position and he bats consistently around anywhere between 275 and 315. And so that's pretty slept on in my opinion that you can put him anywhere on the field. And he's still going to get on base. He's still going to get you hits. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Breakout player, obviously Tim Anderson, captain bat flip, um, that is the breakout player for the Chicago White Sox. And my favorite player, which was actually kind of hard to choose from, to be honest, but I'm going with Jose Abreu. Yeah, I like your list. <clears throat> Thanks, man. <laughs> I agree that Yasmani is probably the best player right now at this phase of his career, is the way I would put it. Um, so that that's who I had in, in, you know, when I was looking at my favorite player. Um, worst starter for me probably right now would be, uh, Nomar Mazzara is where I would go just cause we don't know what he's going to be. He hasn't really hit yet, but I think he'll be the primary right fielder. I mean, they, you know, just in terms of depth, he's going to have to play a lot. Um, but I still think he has potential. I mean, it's not, you know, but just who I would put right now. Um, now the defensive one, like you said, I mean, Giolito is pretty obviously the best pitcher, you know, for us right now. And it you know, really took off last year and. You know, a guy that they need to kind of stay steady and be that ace for the long term. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of a big part of the rebuild there. So the most slept on for me would be um, would be Yon Moncada in a weird way. You know, I just feel like there's a lot of buzz on some other names, and it's like, you know, this guy is starting to live up to that hype of that trade. You know, the, the kind of the main piece in the sale trade. You know, last year he had a really nice year and, and was especially good in September at the end of the year. Or I think some people didn't quite notice that. You know, they didn't see how good he played in September. And, uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, to me, they're going to be that upper echelon player, for, you know, moving forward. But not quite getting that credit yet. 
Fun fact, nope. I, fun fact, I saw Yohan Mankata play in the Futures game at the 2017 MLB All-Star game. Fun fact. Yeah, I got his autograph on the baseball. That's cool. What do you got, Vance? Huh? Joe Creedy autograph from back in the hey, day. Hey, <laughs> the boy. Got, my the brother boy. got Frankie K. That was pretty cool. He got Frankie K in his 57 save season or whatever, the one where he broke the record. He was oh, shagging yeah. five balls in right field at the cell. Yeah, I got I got him, Giolito, and Eloy all on the same ball. Nice one. Dude, I saw a picture the other day. I, I kind of thought of you, Quentin, and how good the Cubs could could have been if it wasn't for this. But there was a throwback picture at Cubs training camp, and it was Glaber Torres and Eloy Jimenez together at Cubs like. I saw that training. on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not like, even mad about. Yeah. I'm not even mad about getting rid of those. It's just. Uh, I, we'll let Vance finish his list here in a second. I'm just, I'm more hurt at the fact that we traded a guy that hit 120 RBIs and 45 home runs to the Royals for Wade Davis. So, uh, good old, good old Jorge. Yeah. So he hit the I stat. Like Jorge. That stat about Jorge Soler is insane. He hit a third of the Kansas City Royals home runs last year. Yeah, or or thirty. He hit thirty percent. Sorry, not a third, but thirty percent of the yeah. of the team's home runs. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> um, so now it's breakout, right? Yeah. For me, the breakout's got to be Luis Robert. I mean, I know this season's going to throw it through a little bit of a spin, but I just think you know they're talking about five tool talent. I mean, you know, special special player. I think you're going to see that a little bit, and he's going to have some big moments where you know you're going to kind of have that little breakout. His name is going to finally you know get around the whole MLB, not just you know people that know the White Sox. He's hitting for the triple crown in the 60 game season. <laughs> he's going to be the first one. He's going to be the first one to do it in however long, and everyone's going to everyone's going to get all mad about it for years to come. About who was the last person to hit for the triple crown? They'd be like, "Oh, that guy in the sixty-game season." They're like, "Ah." Well, Miggy just Miggy just did it. Like, what was it? Seven years ago? Eight years ago? Yeah, but that's but that's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. Either way, though, like it's gonna they're gonna. I hope it. it, it's obviously not gonna be Luis Robert, but I kind of hope that a bunch of like records get broken in the sixty-game season, so that for the rest of our lives, everyone could be like. Oh, you know who set the home run record? That guy did. Yeah, like ah, like like, like Clayton Kershaw or something. He just goes <laughs> oh, the un- ERA record. He, yeah, he just goes bad. undefeated in all of his starts, and his ERA is sub one. Right? Yeah. Someone pitches like a point eight ERA because they're just on fire. Yeah, and you're talking about twelve starts. I mean, it's, it's yeah. So for the for the rest of for the rest of history, everyone could be like, "Fuck, it did count," but like, does it really count? Everyone could be like, "Yeah, of course it does." <laughs> right. Yeah, so then um, offensive MVP for me, um, a little bit of a surprise. I like Jose Abreu still for one more year at least. And in terms of like, you know, I think people don't realize he led the AL in RBIs last year. I mean, he's a run producer. Might not hit the home runs he necessarily would like from a first baseman, but, you know, he drives in a lot of runs. He's very productive still. You know, and I think he'll be kind of the glue to everything around it. You know, they're going to have a lot of guys that will hit. And your favorite? Favorite player? I'm going to go with Eloy Jimenez. Um, just from last year, kind of seeing the way he hit home runs at such a you know rampant pace at the end of the year, I just started to fall in love. You know, the red batting gloves, goofy stance. You know, he's very fun out in left field if you ever sit in left field bleachers, too. Um, you know, we, that's where our seats are at. And, I mean, he'll wave. He'll 
talk to you. He'll, I mean, he'll throw balls out to people. He actually hit a lady in the head one time when I was there. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like, square on the head. It felt bad for her. I mean, it was an accident. And he was like, he, like, covered his face. Like, oh, my God. But she was fine. I mean, he lobbed it. It was like, you know, right on the top of her melon, though. Plot twist. It was planned. They planned that so that way people could feel bad for Eloy (laughs) in a good way. Like, oh, my God. Look at this guy. He's human. All right. So, I'm not, you know, the craziest of Sox fans. But I think their best player right now is Tim Anderson. Um, their worst starter, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I want him on the podcast. I talked to him, but I think right now, Carlos Rodon has a lot to prove. Um, I think he's kind of the weak link of that rotation right now. If we're all being honest, he had Tommy John surgery. That's not his fault. They all did. Right, every single one of them on that rotation. No, had no, it. he's no. in a make or break point of his career, though. I'm gonna say that right now. Right, Rodon. Rodon is a mess sometimes. He walks too many people. That's that's a bit of an issue. So the offensive comes to a head soon. The Love offensive it. MVP, I'm going with Tim Anderson. The defensive MVP, I'm going with Jose Abreu over there at first base. Um, the most slept on player on the White Sox team is probably, for me, going to be Edwin Encarnacion, right? I feel like that's a big DH to have, and that's another Adam Dunn situation where you know it's going to be strikeout or home run, but the home runs are going to be massive monster moonshots, right? I don't want another another Adam Dunn. I mean, that's a horrible name for us because he was not good here, but I mean, I think Edwin can be a little better than that average-wise. Like, hopefully 220, 230. 220 isn't even good. Okay. Right, it's not, but Adam Dunn hit 186. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the, those, those were rough times when the White Sox had the back-to-back Adams, where they had Adam Dunn and then Adam LaRoche, and they both sucked major ass. Yeah, Adam LaRoche was horrible with the White Sox. So, oh, my God. And then he had, then Adam LaRoche threw that bitch fit because the White Sox didn't want his kid in the clubhouse. So he was like, when I he almost got killed. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to play anymore if my son can't be in the clubhouse. They're like, what do you want from us? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, wow. <laughs> I remember that. Um, the breakout <laughs> spring training. Yeah. The breakout player. I'm gonna have to say it's probably Eloy. Right? Eloy is better than yeah. they expected. Um, and what was the last one? The last one was my favorite, favorite player, player on the White Sox right now. I like Dallas Keuchel, man. Ooh, I thought you were going to say Tim Anderson again. I like I like Dallas Keuchel, and if it's not Dallas Keuchel, I've always been a big Gio Gonzalez guy, right? Even hey, since Milwaukee and Washington, I've I liked him. So Gio could that's a be funny name to bring up though. He uh, was on the team twice and never pitched for the White Sox. Now he's finally back. Will actually pitch for the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, I know. So th- that's. That's our cheat sheet for the White Sox this week. Next week, I think we're going to do the Bears. Uh, football's yeah. around the yeah. corner. Football's around the corner. We're going to get uh, – we got fantasy leagues starting up soon in a couple months. So Chicago Bears. I, so, speaking of that, right, we are uh, – we're, we're taking the Wisconsin Duck boat tours right you know those those tours that drive on land and then drive into the water and become a boat and everything uh me my woman my buddy and his wife right so 
we we went on these tours and our tour guide, you know, he's telling jokes, he's doing everything he can, and he tells this one joke, and you know, yeah, I knew the punchline was coming, right? But I still laughed anyway. He said, you know, there was a baby bear and he was driving, and you know, he stopped to see what was wrong with the baby bear because the baby bear was crying. And the baby bear, this is what he said. He said the baby bear was crying because uh, all the other bears in Wisconsin were being mean to him and beating up on him. So he said, well, little bear, stop crying. All you got to do is head to Chicago because the bears there don't beat anybody. And I was cracking up. Like I knew the punchline was coming, but I, I just started dying i was like oh my god it was like the dad joke of the century but that's my little story about that since we brought the bears but yeah we're gonna do the bears next week for the cheat sheet but now let's get what kind of bears fan are you for letting him talk like that well i didn't buy his little five dollar book at the end so right he didn't get any money from me shows him well he told us he he told us he told us that's how they get all their money that's how they get all their money is they don't get paid from the company they get paid per book that they sell that has like the coupons and stuff probably a lie but hey so i didn't tip him i didn't buy his little damn book so but let's get into some nba stories then we'll end the show on some segments, some ball guy of the week. We talk a little NFL, and then what do we? Then we'll get out of here, and hopefully see Matt's pretty ugly face next week. Um, <laughs> it's it's pretty and it's ugly. It all depends on his mood. I don't think he's shaved in a long time, so we could see a full castaway beard the next time we see our IT guy. Is he Dallas Keuchel? He's got the Keuchel beard. No, he's more of a Mike Napoli beard. Ah, okay. So NBA, right? Multiple players across the league tested positive, including DeAndre Jordan of the Nets, who says he will not play, which I don't know why he would play anyway. Kyrie and KD aren't playing. Why would he be the only one to play when they know they're not going to win anything anytime soon? Um, But this is recently because, you know, cases in Florida and Texas, you know, they all surge. What the hell is he doing? And... <laughs> Vince, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh my god! He fucking oh my god! <laughs> Dude, what? I thought he was behaving right. Like what the <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I muted my mic. What happened? Oh my god! It's hot in this apartment. And he wanted he wanted to do a live show, right? We would have been taken off the air faster <laughs> than. Right, you can't videotape that shit. Oh my god! Uh, good incredible. thing. Good thing my ca- good thing I didn't put tape over my camera anyway, so now it's gonna get leaked online and that's how I'm gonna be famous. <laughs> so <laughs> So cases surge in Florida 
and DeAndre's not playing. The Nuggets, te- a bunch of people tested positive. They're closing their practice facility. Um, Is the league in trouble? Are they going to not play in Orlando now because of the recent increase in cases and, you know, the surge in COVID? Uh, they'll they'll probably be fine. I mean, Adam, Adam Silver's a really good commissioner, so I'm I'm not concerned about what his game plan is going to be. I guess the the only thing I think that would be tricky is if enough players say they're not going to play, though. Like I don't I don't think the I don't know if the virus would really be an issue because I think they're going to have enough safety protocols in place. You know, they already do. I just think it's going to be a matter of if enough players decide to play. Yeah, he makes a good point. I think the bubble is a big key. The fact that they're going to be in a bubble, they're not letting people in and out, you know, that's going to be their key to staying, you know, afloat, having that run smoothly. But they are also, I see now, because the whole Kyrie coming out saying how he feels like they shouldn't have to play. And, you know, whether you agree or not, you know, it's it's their, it's everybody's stance on situations, whether they're comfortable, they're not comfortable, what it means. Adam Silver came out and said that they're going to put Black Lives Matter on the court, which I think is a good move. You know, it's, a, it's TV awareness for everybody watching the games, you know, to understand that they're still, they, they're supporting everything that's going on. They're not going to be afraid and they don't want things like Kyrie said to go back to normal and think that it, everything's just okay when it's not. Um, so I, I, I mean, if they can post, you know, advertisements and everything, I think that should be totally acceptable. I also think, you know, doing stuff like this now it should be like it should be okay to you know wear the supreme stuff because remember they made the whole big issue because jr had the supreme tattoo showing or something and that was you know against their policies it's kind of like the whole wilson Contreras. he can't wear his venezuela arm sleeve uh, uh flag you know the bat sleeve so i they're putting they're putting the Black Lives Matter on the court, which I think will look cool. I think it, it'll send a message in a positive way, and players will feel more comfortable playing for something with those logos on the court. Speaking of Jr., I told you guys though he officially signed with the Lakers. Okay, I didn't break the news, but I was one of like I heard that it was going to happen. Um, DeMarcus Cousins still weighing options. I, I don't really know if he would want to play or not. And the last NBA news we have before we get to the ball guy of the week and the Cam Newton news in the NFL, Dame Dalla, Damian Lillard on the cover of 2K21. Good move. He was on NBA Live 15 and now he's made it to the big leagues. <laughs> on, on 2K. Yeah, I like that. You know, new face. I mean, he hasn't been on it before. You know, I think that they need to try to do that a little bit more. Sometimes they, they recycle guys a little bit. They should have given it to Alex Caruso. <laughs> so see his, bald, see his bald mug on the cover in high definition. So now it's time for the ball guy of the week. And besides Jeremy's cack, 
This ball guy of the week is Vince Carter. Vince R. Carter R. officially retired. He he played on some teams I forgot he even played for. Vince Carter, incredible career. Officially retires. He's done playing professionally. He earns this week's nomination for the ball guy of the week. Is he going to join the, was it the three-on-three league? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The big three. The, That's right, yeah. The big three. Or low-key, low-key, Vince Carter should start a team in the basketball tournament with a couple of the other like recently retired dudes and just run it. Yeah. If he has a team in that, I'm excited. House of Pain. So, NFL, the only news we got, the big news, Cam Newton, Jeremy, you were a big, firm believer of Cam going. He signs with the Patriots on a one-year deal. Is this the right move, though? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they were the they were the only team left that didn't have a quarterback. I mean, because Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer were not going to bring them to the promised land. But does this take them out of the running now for Trevor Lawrence? Who cares? I'll get I'll get into that a, a little bit, and, and that's a preview of Sneedler's list. But who cares? Like the Patriots weren't gonna the Patriots weren't gonna be that bad of a team anyway. They play in the worst division in football. They're gonna be, be They were gonna be better than the Jets anyway. So they're not like there was no chance of them getting Trevor Lawrence anyway unless they traded up for him. Yeah, I've hated that story for so long, but I mean, I know we got to do it. It was like the like there's so many worse teams in football than the Patriots, even if they have Jared Stidham as their starting quarterback. Defense wins football games in the NFL. I mean, I'm a firm believer. Yeah, defense and special teams, and the Patriots have a good defense and good special teams, and now they have a good quarterback. I don't know about their offense besides Newton, because who the hell is he even going to throw to except Julian Edelman? But Mohamed Sanu. Oh, and I guess don't they have they have a young guy too, don't they? Nikhil uh, Harry. That's right. Yeah. So I guess he looked pretty good at the end of the year. Like yeah, because he, be, he was like, hurt. He was yeah. a little hurt, and then didn't seem to know the offense necessarily, and like up to speed, and yeah. you know. But Philip Dorsett leaving kind of opens the door for him. And the Patriots have a good enough offense where Newton shouldn't shouldn't or uh, offensive line Newton shouldn't get hit too much. What if Mister Antonio Brown gets reinstated? <laughs> You think the Patriots are gonna go do round two with with Antonio? They, uh, don't they have his rights still? <laughs> no, he would be a free agent. No, yeah, because they because they signed him as a free agent, so they cut him. It's only like it's only if someone retires that you would have their right. Like if Antonio Brown would have retired, then they would have still had his rights, but he didn't retire. Cam and AB sounds very appealing to me. Yeah, but Bill the, uh, Bill, Bill Belichick's not gonna go through that ordeal again the two rumored leaders are the ravens uh his cousin is marquise brown or whatever and then the seahawks were the other team that said they had reached out something like that which i find that would be interesting with dk and or uh, cam and des bryant (laughs) anyway anyway who would you quick quick what if who would you rather have if you could have them right now with no drama but you have to take them the age they are right now. 
Josh Gordon, uh, Antonio Brown, or uh, Des Bryant? Antonio Brown. Yeah, definitely Antonio Brown. Still. Yeah. But I, 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 I agree. I agree. I just didn't know if there was any conversation for, like, Josh Gordon with no drug drug tests. Like, <laughs> would he? They are loosening the policy on marijuana now, right? Was that NFL or just yeah? NBA? After after they after they kicked Josh Gordon out like six right. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's get to a Steelers list, then we'll do the starting five breakfast musts and get you guys out of section 312. Jeremy, Steelers list. Is it a good one this week, or is it on the spot? What I'm ready on the spot. What are you talking about? No, of course not. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little fired up. And so, yeah, so I, I was a little fired up, and I wanted to talk about the top 10 overhyped like 2020 football topics and feel free to pitch in if you want. Um, I know I get, I know I've gotten testy in the past uh, during this list. So feel free to chime in. It is all inclusive in Sneedler's list or the Sneedler's lounge, whatever we want to call it. But we're just going to be talking about some of the things that I think are BS about like stuff that's overhyped already about the upcoming season. So at number 10, and we talked about earlier, the Trevor Lawrence thing, like the tanking for Trevor Lawrence idea. (laughs) Like I hate that. Just play the damn games. Like they do it in the NBA. Like they do it a little bit in the NBA, the whole tanking thing. They talk about it in the MLB that teams are tanking. Like if it's true, maybe it is. I don't know, but I don't want to hear it. I think it's so stupid. And the idea that the Patriots were going to compete for the number one spot was just ridiculous because, like I mentioned before, even just playing in their division, they're going to they're gonna be better than the Jets and they're going to be better than the Dolphins. Like, So they're automatically going to be two teams better than them or worse than them. And then you could throw in a handful of other teams – and so there was no chance of them getting Lawrence anyway unless they traded for him. So that that thing just drives me nuts. At number nine, uh, the Bears quarterback situation. I know I, I bring it up a lot, and it's my own fault because then it just gets me riled up. I even talked to people at work about it. Like this kid was wearing an Eagle shirt, and I got on the topic of Nick Foles and Cody Parkey, and we just went down such a slippery slope of depression. And uh, so I'm already over it. <laughs> Nick Foles sucks. Mitchell Trubisky sucks. The Bears suck. Their season's going to suck. And it's going to suck to be a Bears fan. And so I'm just going to end it there. I'm over it. At number eight, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if you guys did or not, but someone was trying to compare Ezekiel Elliott to James Conner, and that just drove me nuts because I was like, James Conner's good, but James Conner is hardly even a top 10 running back. Zeke is debatably the is debatably the best running back in football. I was like, so how is there a comparison? Like someone was trying to say, would you rather have Zeke or James Conner? I was like, it's Zeke hands down. But you know, I've said it before. Zeke is not that big in person, right? He's not that tall. Um, he's he's got, he's got really small hands. Like really small hands, but they're meaty. They're meaty small hands. <laughs> okay, that uh, but that doesn't that doesn't matter though, because even look at Christian McCaffrey. He's tiny, and he's one of the and he's the best running back in football. 
But I mean, James Conner needs to stay on the field. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like at least Zeke, at least Zeke stays healthy, and he he's an amazing route runner. Like I feel like they're just not even the same kind of comparison. So that dro- that oh, drove yeah, me nuts. you're right. That's not that, really good like that drove me nuts, and I'm a little, I'm over it. At number seven, um, the idea that just because the Falcons got Todd Gurley means that they're automatically gonna like be super good, I think is getting a little overhyped because. They still it's like, just they, another Devontae Freeman. Yeah, it might be a gone. worse Devontae Freeman because Todd Gurley's had more injuries than Devontae Freeman. Yeah, like at best you're going to get Todd Gurley at maybe half half his, his capabilities if he stays healthy. Like, I don't know. It, like, that whole thing was just kind of weird because it's like that division, and I'll, and I'll talk about that the division later on too, but it's like, the Falcons are going to have to get through the Buccaneers and the Saints to even have a chance at making the playoffs. Like the Falcons aren't doing anything, so get over it. At number six, uh, the Browns quarterback situation. I saw some people, uh, some people with blue check marks, talking about the idea of Baker Mayfield getting benched for Case Keenum at some point in the season. That's not going to happen. I would hope to God that that does not happen. Because the Browns, I think, can actually be good. It's just mm-hmm. if Kevin if Kevin Stefanski can actually do like can actually run an offense, unlike uh, Freddie Kitchens last year. Freddie Kitchens was a complete idiot with that offense. Like their GM is a genius. Uh, was it Dorsey in being like here? Here's Baker Mayfield. Here's Nick Chubb. Here's David Njoku. Here's Odell Beckham Jr. Here's Jarvis Landry. Go win his ball games, and Freddie Kitchens just shit the bed. So as long as Kevin Stefanski can actually put together a decent offense, and now they have Austin Hooper too, like the Browns are going to be good. Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. He's not getting benched for Case Keenum. Shut your mouth. Well, yeah, it's crazy because he was horrible in Washington. I don't know how you could say Case Keenum was horrible in Washington last year. Well, but but like, what did Washington have? Like Washington had nobody, but. I, well, I get yeah, what you're but saying. I mean, like, yeah, he couldn't even. I mean, he couldn't get the ball around. It was it was bad. Well, well case well, case Keenum, I, I feel like falls into the same category of Nick Foles, where it's like he's gotten lucky at, in a couple spots. Like he was really good in Minnesota because Minnesota was super good. Like it wasn't like Case Keenum was that good. Minnesota was pretty. Well, in a really good defensive year that year, yeah, yeah, so, and Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph, blah blah blah, yeah. So moving on, uh, we talked about the Trevor Lawrence thing, the Bears quarterbacks, Zeke, James Conner, the Falcons, the Browns. Let's move on to the Cardinals. I'm kind of over. I mean, I, I was riding the Cardinals bandwagon a little bit after they got DeAndre Hopkins, but now it's getting kind of annoying where they're, they're talking about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals possibly being a playoff team. Ah, I don't know. They're, they're still super young. They have no offensive line. Like, I just don't see them making that big of a run. They're going to be fun to watch. That's for damn sure. And it's going to be – they're. it's going to really – we're going to really need to see what Kenyon Drake does in his full year as being their number one guy. But um, the Cardinals, you can pump the brakes a little bit. And number four, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. We get it. Bill O'Brien is an idiot. He's made a bunch of crazy trades. We get it. But let's see what happens. I mean, he's made all these crazy trades before, and the Texans are still a pretty good team, and they still find a way to make the playoffs, you know, every co- uh, every year. So maybe he's low-key, like, scary genius. 
I don't know. But that division, the Titans are probably going to win it. But it's not like it's that much of a landslide that the Titans are going to win. The Texans could still find a way to win the division, and we could still say Bill O'Brien is somehow good at his job. Uh, at number three, the Dallas quarterback situation. I'm already over that with the whole Dak Prescott, Nandy Dalton, who's going to start, who's not going to start. It's Dak Prescott. It's always going to be Dak Prescott. Unless the Cowboys lose a bunch of games, then maybe they'll go with Andy Dalton to try to salvage things out. But it's going to be Dak. It's always going to be Dak, at least until this time next summer. Unless but, his arm falls off. Yeah, exactly. Unless, Unless Dak... his arm falls the fuck off. Like, exactly. He will be their quarterback. Exactly. So, it's annoying. Like, Dalton, it's been- yeah. If Dalton, was the pl- if Dalton was the plan, they would have let Dak Prescott go. They signed Dak Prescott to that franchise. They franchised him. He's the quarterback. At number two, Cam Newton. I'm already over it with him and the Patriots. Everyone, <laughs> there are, everyone who left – no, like, listen. Everyone who left the Patriot bandwagon when Tom Brady left, now that Cam Newton's there, they're like, oh, oh, the Patriots, they're winning it all. They're not even going to win their division. The Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East because Josh Allen's amazing. They have a good defense. They have a good uh, good running back with my uh, what's name Mon- Devin Montgomery, and they have Stephon Diggs Singletary. now or Singletary. My bad, Devin Singletary. Like they got Stephon Diggs now. John Brown's amazing. Like the Bills are a damn good team, and just because the Patriots have Cam Newton now does not automatically make them the winners of the AFC East. So I hate that. And the idea that people, uh, the whole Patriot fans coming back to the Patriots because Cam Newton's here after Tom Brady left. I'm like, I hate you all. Like, just stick with your damn team. So getting us to number one, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I've hated it since it happened. And I've, I've said it before and I've said it again. The Buccaneers are still going to suck. They're not going to win their division. They're still going to suck. <laughs> like, they might not even make the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, because the, the Saints are going to win that division. The Saints are amazing. Michael Thomas, debatably the best receiver in football. Their offense is amazing. Their defense is amazing. Breeze isn't going anywhere. And even if he, for some reason, goes somewhere, they still have Jameis as a solid backup. That's going to be fine. But the Buccaneers... Everyone should just get the hell off their dicks because they're not going to do shit this year. They're probably not going to do shit next year either in Brady's second year if he makes it that long. But I'm over it. But I am excited to see what happens. Interesting. Interesting. I'm excited for football now after listening exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks will be decent. But, you know, I how decent? I, you know, I don't know. 10-6, and six, maybe 9-7. and seven. It would be, it'll be really funny to me. I kind of hope it happens, but I hope they lose like their first two games, just so everybody here in the Tampa and St. Pete area can just lose their fucking minds. Like, That's why you're sick of it because you're right there in the heart of it. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but it's more or less like people are just kind of like, oh, cool, we we actually have a reason to watch the Buccaneer games now. Like, I've. I expected people to be more excited about it, but to an extent, they're pretty much just like, all right, we have a reason to believe in the Buccaneers now. <laughs> Interesting. Like, all right, they've boys. They've been kind of chill about it. All right, boys. Let's 
get to the starting five, breakfast musts. Like I mentioned earlier, it could be a drink, it could be a spice that goes on something, whatever you, a breakfast must for you, right? Uh, we're going to go, we're going to take it back old fashioned style, thinking of the number between 1 and 1.5 million. Vance, you can choose the number. I'm going to go with 21. Jeremy, are you taking 20 or 22? <laughs> you know me so well. Uh, uh, 20. The number was 1.4 million. So, Woo! Vance, where do you want to go in this week's draft? Um, I'm going to go first. Ah, you bastard. All right, then I will take second, and Jeremy will go last, back to back. All right, starting five, breakfast musts. The draft lobby is now open. Dude, I'm so ready to actually draft. Like, for reals? <laughs> for realsies? <laughs> All right, my first one, I'm going to go with, it might be kind of simple, but just like, I like... My orange juice with my breakfast, man. I mean, if it's anything other than, like, cakes, you know. Pulp like, or no pulp? No pulp. That shit uh, is... Uh, thank God. Thank God. It's like I'm, you know, <laughs> chewing my drink. No, it's too much work. Like, I'm a lazy bastard. I just want to drink my orange juice. <laughs> I said too much work. Like, chewing it and shit. Like, oh, no. It's like that cake shake at Portillo. I was like, I don't want to chew yeah. my drink. Dude, Fuck cake, that shakes, shit. It's a cake shakes time. are so overrated. Cake shakes oh suck. God. Cake shakes suck. All right, yeah, they, I hate that shit. Yeah, and they make their it. cake with mayo, so you're drinking mayo? Ew, what the... F- no, hell no. <laughs> I, hate, I hate mayo in general. No white sauces for this guy. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm the same way. I don't eat any white sauces. No sour cream. Nope. No ranch. Yeah, no ranch. No, yeah, I don't do any. Of I don't thing. do nope. mayo. Miracle. Oh, all what about shit. Three, what about cream cheese? No, no. I mean, yeah, not really. I don't know. Maybe on a cake. Maybe on a cake, but not like no, not by itself. Okay, so it's cool. It's cool that I'm not the only one. Is it yellow? I guess. Close enough. So, for my first pick, I'm going to take the shredded hash browns. You know what I'm talking about? When you go to a place and the potatoes are like, it's Breakfast just like, yeah, yeah, the like but shredded salt one. Bait, salt bait on top? Yeah, that, that, uh, that's got to be a must for me. That's a good pick, Doug. Uh, I'm going, like, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm picturing the starting five as if I could do, if I could set up my own like Sunday brunch. Like that's that's how I'm thinking of this, so I'm going with waffles, like some nice like some nice like not burnt but not super soggy, just like perfect waffles are the perfect addition to a brunch. Um, and then another breakfast must for me is always going to be cereal, and I'm just going to leave it there because like there's I I love so many different kinds of cereals that. I, I, I can't just pick a single one, but cereal in general, even like hotel breakfasts, like even, <laughs> even if they have like fucking like just Cheerios, I'll normally still get myself a bowl of like some cheer. Like I just always have to have cereal. I love me some cereal. I was depressed, man. They didn't have any cinnamon toast crunch at my hotel. I was like, I need something. You got to leave a complaint. 
some good cereals. They just had the stuff like you said, yeah, the basic. Some first, okay. some first, some first world problem shit. Like, where <laughs> yeah. the fuck are my cinnamon toast crunch? <laughs> so for my second pick, I am going to go with. Hmm, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with a McGriddle. Nice. Woo! Right. Well, just the patty, like just the McGriddle, or like the whole, the sandwich. Well, I, I mean, you know, the the outside bun part of the McGriddle. That's what I'm saying. Like just the McGriddle patty. Like that. yeah, yeah. Which one do you get? Which one do you get? Sausage or bacon? I, I switch it up a lot. Right. I, I was a big fan of that steak, egg, and cheese bagel until that mysteriously vanished. Yeah. And now they, you... got, they got rid of the bagels in general. Something happened to the bagels, and they got rid of everything. They got rid of all of it. Yeah, so that was a little uh, alarming to me. So I've been on a McGriddle, a McGriddle fe- uh, frenzy every morning. But the... that's got to be my second pick. The only good thing, well, I guess the good and bad thing about when I worked at McDonald's in high school was if you worked the drive-thru menu, like the ordering drive-thru menu, you'd have to clean the dishes in the back. And at the end of the breakfast rush, you could eat like whatever the leftover breakfast food was because it'd be on the little tray and they'd throw it in the back. It was supposed to get thrown away anyway. So like we would just sit there in the back and eat the leftover McGriddles, <laughs> like just the patties. <laughs> Which is why I got super fat and why I've been working my ass off to lose my McDonald's weight. But hey, <laughs> free McGriddles. <laughs> All right, my next one here. I'm gonna do a little two for one special with uh, with some things at Burger King. Uh-oh. I gotta have the little circular hash browns with the croissant, which you know what I mean. I'm not getting just the sandwich. Like, yeah, I love those. And then I also love the cine minis, man. Like a little four <laughs> piece order, share them with my son or something. Just a little something sweet. Like they're fucking, they're delicious, man. They're really slept on. I feel like. Okay, so we're on my third pick now. You went back to back. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to go with the pigs in a blanket that are on the stick, right? That you can yeah. just take out of the package and roll in the paper towel and throw them in for thirty seconds. Yeah, I I'd like and to have a big syrup. Hell yeah, yeah. And but they have like the blueberry ones. They have like the blueberry blanket with the sausage yeah. piggy in there. And I want just a nice little spread on my on my table. Can you make, can you make that gesture again when you were talking about the bl- the blanket covering the the piggy? Because it looked a little like uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too bad the blanket wasn't covering the piggy earlier, too. <laughs> okay, get over that. Dude, I remember I remember uh those cor- like those breakfast corn dogs on a stick. You'd buy them at Costco. It'd be like a box of 60 of them. Those things were amazing. <laughs> Whose turn is it now? You got back to back. Oh, let's go. All right, I need me some donuts. I've been holding this in. I need need me at least a donut um also, breakfast musts. I love me a good muffin. Ah. A nice blueberry muffin. Ah. Apple, apple cinnamon muffin. Banana nut muffin. Give them all to me. Give them all. 
Or especially those, uh, remember in high school, like those Otis Spunkmeyer muffins, you buy those, like buy those in the cafeteria if you were too lazy to make breakfast in the morning. Oh, shout out to Otis. I have Otis. some good ones at Walmart. They're huge. Shout out, shout out to Otis, wherever that boy is hanging out at. Otis Spunkmeyer, that's my dude. He makes good muffins. Okay, so <laughs> for my fourth <laughs> pick, I'm going to go with Toaster Strudels. Which, which ones? Which ones? The strawberry filled. You ever have the ones with uh, the toaster strudels with like eggs and bacon in them? Yes, actually, give me those. <laughs> I've had those before. Yeah, toaster it's almost, strudels. It's almost like a breakfast hot pocket. Things good. <laughs> um. All right. So my next one here, it's gonna be a little simple, but you know when I have any of the sweet stuff, pop tarts, donuts, etc. I gotta have chocolate milk with it to drink, man. I'm a big chocolate milk person. I love it. I mean, I like milk in general, but especially chocolate milk. That's my shit. And then, um, your last pick. Yeah, I was saying my last pick. This is a big one. <laughs> um, the last one I'm gonna go with, kind of like what Q was saying earlier. Like when I get my uh, skillet or whatever, I want home fries on the bottom. Kind of the opposite of you, but like the same idea. Like I don't like the shredded necessarily as much, but it's like the home fries are solid, a little bit easier to like get all your meat and eggs on and shit. I don't know. I just I like it a little bit better. Okay, for my last pick here, I don't know the route I want to go. Um. I am going to finish off my my starting five lists with the good old classic, the sunny side up eggs. Sunny side up? I'd like the sunny side up eggs. I can throw it on top of everything, break the yolk, let it just soak in everything and just <laughs> devour. Of course. So then I get to round, round things out? Yep. All right, to end things on a on a nice sentimental note, the perfect breakfast, like to cap off this little brunch I'm in, I made, family. That's a breakfast must. Not that I not that I like most of the most of my family, but hey, sometimes sometimes it's nice to have family with a nice breakfast. It is nice to have family with a nice breakfast said that thank you <laughs> <laughs> so so that, yeah, repeat that over here <laughs> so that wraps up this week's starting five that wraps up this week's episode of section 312 we are an affiliate of the midwest sports network go check them out at mwsn.net you can go follow us on google play apple podcast spotify tune in go to section 312.com slash slash shop to go search merchandise, but, uh, go check out Thrive Fantasy, and we will catch you guys next week in section three. One, two.